Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in. Welcome in. Adam and Chad. U.S. 51 Country. 93.5 FM. And the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. We want to hear from you guys here on the show. There are a couple of ways you can do that, including this stream on Facebook Live. Adam, let them know. That's right. You can catch us on Twitter, at Adam Chad Sports. Also, you can, uh, if you miss us live and you want to catch the podcast, you can catch us on Spreaker.com, iTunes Radio, and iHeart, always, always. And if you want to give us a call, it's 901-475-9355. And you may want to give us a call early, uh, later on in the show. Later on in the show, we're going to be talking about Daddy Ball. What is Daddy Ball? Well, uh, we'll explain that, and then we'll get your opinions on it. If you would like to tell us what you think about it, uh, just some certain opinions about ways that young sports leagues work. That's later on in the show. Uh, Tony Romo retire. We'll talk about that. We'll have Jeff Ireland on from the Covenant Leader, as always, to talk about high school sports scotty yunt head baseball coach at munford gonna be our special guest tonight he'll join us at 8 40 then we'll talk north carolina national title we will announce our bracket challenge winner and more but let's start it all off with a weekly sports update it's called the rundown the rundown We now have an NCAA men's basketball champion, North Carolina Atlantic Gonzaga last night, winning Roy Williams' third title with the Tar Heels 71-65. The Grizzlies have secured a playoff spot and will most likely be the seventh seed in the West. They are taking on San Antonio tonight. South Carolina won the women's NCAA championship, beating Mississippi State. Mississippi State snapped UConn's 111-game win streak in the Final Four with an overtime buzzer beater victory. Grichuk hit a two-run homer in the eighth inning and a game-ending RBI single in the ninth, helping the Cardinals top the Chicago Cubs 4-3 on Sunday in the first regular season game, and that's the rundown. Now, Tony Romo has retired. Not really. Kind of. I don't know. It's like a retirement with the possibility of still playing is the way that it's the way he put it. Uh he decided to go into broadcasting to take a job in broadcasting and uh, in, instead of sticking around and playing football, now the question I guess is, did he not have the opportunity to play football anywhere and is that why he decided to take this job in broadcasting or is it a genuine decision? Uh, Tony Romo said he's just excited to take on a new challenge. I can kind of talk but this is a completely different world and for me, um, there's a lot of subtlety involved, just like playing the quarterback position, and you have to go figure out what the difference is, how to uh, succeed in that. You know, I, I like that challenge. I think it's going to be enjoyable trying to, um, you know, be great at, at something, and I've, I've had that in football for, you know, 20 years basically now. 
And he, so he takes a job with CBS as a broadcaster for them. He uh, is n- now not playing. Now, there, there was talk about uh, Fox getting him as well, but he decided to go with CBS, and he says he's happy with that decision. It came to the decision of working with an incredible team. I felt a real connection with the, the CBS uh, group, and I just felt at this time that the opportunity to work with them is just it's it's really a gift and, and a privilege, and the more I just thought about it and you know prayed about it, it just it just started to feel right. And so he takes off, and now he's not going to be a football player next year. Uh, and we all kind of thought he would probably end up somewhere, and most people thought, and, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week, that we thought he'd end up with Houston. And uh, so it, it was a little surprising to me that he decided to uh, retire. Although I told you earlier in the day, Adam, I said, uh, it's just like the NFL not that I can say for sure that this was orchestrated by anybody in the NFL or anything, but uh, the NFL is one, they love to steal headlines. And so you had North Carolina win the national championship last night in college basketball. And this morning, the big headline is Tony Romo going into broadcasting. And the NFL. Pay attention because the NFL is bad about this. They, the headline should be about one sport, and they jump in and grab it with with something. And uh, they, uh, I don't, I can't say for sure it's planned, but it sure, I, you know, I don't know. It feels a little like that. Now, the 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 timing of this. Now, the fact that this came up, I mean, not uh, it, it's. Not super surprising because we knew that not a lot of people wanted Tony Romo because of the situations they're in, except Houston. But it is a little surprising that Houston didn't take him. Now, he said he had some teams interested in him. Yeah, I mean, there was absolutely interest. I mean, there's plenty of different things that came about that, you know, I don't want to get into great detail, but that were um, available to me if I decided to go on that path. So uh, he says he could have played football if he wanted to, and he says he's not closing the door on football either, but uh, that he decided to go into broadcasting now. Uh, And look, honestly, Tony Romo's 37 years old, or will be 37 years old next month. Uh, He, uh, you know, usually that's that's around the age most people stop playing professional football. Uh, Everybody can't be like Tom Brady and be 40 years old and still, uh, you know, play like you're in your 20s. And so it, it, it's one of those things maybe where uh, uh, it's just a decision for his body. Now, he says it wasn't. He said he's healthy, and, and it had nothing to do with that, and he says he's healthier than he was the last couple of years. But uh, I know part of it had to do with he had been at Dallas so long, and uh, he, then Dak came along. It's really fortunate for Dallas, I think, in a lot of ways, that they ended up with a Dak Prescott who ended who was so impressive that they didn't have to find a replacement for Tony Romo after he fell off. You know, uh, now you can make the argument that he was never on, but uh, he he definitely was better than average. And uh, they but they never got into a situation where like, oh no, now Tony Romo's gone. What do we do? They thought they were, and then it turned out Dak Prescott was really good, and so they, you know, they're just going through the natural progression. And that, I mean, that's he would have replaced him anyway. So it's like, okay, well, this is the time. The time is right, and so it must be hard for him. But I think it may be partially just the thing where he looks at himself like a cowboy and he doesn't want to play for other teams. Yeah, I think 
some of like well him saying that ever somebody you know he wanted to play and that they or somebody wanted him and all that i i guess i feel kind of differently i feel like nobody did want him and he did had no other choice um i think he's broken as far as being injured so much and he needed to get out it, it was time for him to go him playing again i don't that i don't see that happening he'd be crazy to you once they get into broadcasting you rarely see anybody come out of the booth and suit up again and and yeah. it's after all the injury and he's had bad injuries too i mean stuff like this one his back was pretty bad and uh I think it kind of happened sort of like it did with Tom Brady at New England, with the exception of the fact that Romo was kind of the guy they didn't. New England really didn't have that that franchise quarterback before then. But well, I mean, Flutie. I mean, I, they had Doug Flutie. Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't like to the level. Well, I don't know if he didn't. He was do, pretty. But, I mean, they, they had Flutie flakes. I mean, he was yeah, pretty big. But I mean, as far as like, uh, I guess with Romo, it's like now. Brady come, came in there like that out of nowhere, and you know he turned out to be better. And I think the same things happened here, where I think the writing was on the wall for Romo as soon as it, it, we had to go through the season a little bit and he had a combination of Ezekiel Elliott and some other players that came in turned out you picked you had a pretty good draft and ended up that just pretty much I think sealed his fate and it really and I don't know why any other team would have picked him I've said all along I thought I would I mean he'd be crazy he's he's it'd be equivalent to uh picking up Derrick Rose now why would you do that the, the guy's getting hurt all the time he's like well age isn't a factor with Rose as much as it is with Romo but I think he did the right thing. I think, yeah, he he picked the right time. He should have got out. He was going to get cut regardless. I think Dallas was trying to be nice. Well, that and his daddy-in-law, you know, it's not going to just kick him out of the street because he's got his daughter to take care of. But uh, I, I I feel like this is about where it should have been, you know, with his getting out and going and being – now, CBS, I was surprised. I figured he – now I, I guess he's going to replace Vern. On the college board, <laughs> I don't. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I heard him say something in the teleconference about Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, I could see and, that. like being assigned yeah. to the Big Twelve. Well, that so makes I, sense. I could see him doing that. It, it's uh, it's interesting because you would think he would be assigned to the NFL crew, one of the NFL well, crews, and he played up in Illinois, so it's like that really you know but then i know that doesn't always really matter he's been in texas long enough now that really doesn't i may matter, have just heard that wrong but i thought no, i heard him say something i could about see it i could see that I, it seemed like i'd caught some rumors there's been other rumors i've also heard that i thought fox had the big 12 uh most of the big 12 games anyway outside of um, what's on the longhorn network i think i think they split them up a little bit because i know the pac-12 they got all the pac-12 stuff locked up um but i yeah it's kind of big 12 is kind of a hodgepodge it seems like their stuff's always popping up. But CBS, though, is more of an SEC slant. That's why when he went to CBS, I thought, well, they're going to get somebody else, and they need to get rid of Gary Daniels, too. But I, I've heard I heard rumors that they were going to do some shifting around. I wouldn't be surprised. Why don't you just apply for a job over there? Because you hate every announcer they have. <laughs> no, I just I wasn't a fan of those to Vernon. <laughs> well, that and the other dude, I can't think of his name. For the Vernon's gone. Basketball. Yeah, he's out. He's, he's out. still doing basketball. I did see him. And you know what's so funny is he doesn't bother me as much as with basketball. And like and like as far as him as a person, I'm I'm sure he's a great. He seems like a really nice, great dude. I, I would never. But when it comes to announcing, they, yeah, him and Daniels, I wanted to just you know throw stuff at my screen every time they were on there i was like anytime alabama i was like you know, uh, this is gonna be a silent cbs game. has a basketball guy i'm trying to remember his name now i can't think of it off the top of my head but uh he was doing i mean he does most of the tournament uh the ones on cbs he'll do the games on cbs and uh he's man i can't think of what his name is he's like a former coach or something but he's uh he's got this little way that he does certain things where he'll be talking normally like i'm talking and then all of a sudden he'll just say something like get up and get it 
Like just real oh, grunting, yeah, you know, yeah. just grunting out. Like, yeah, I heard him during the. I can't think of his name. I can picture his face. But yeah, it's a normal, just normal conversation. He's, uh, you know, crazy talk. Yeah, like you he's got, got to dribble the ball down there and take it up to the rim. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like what? He's got like <laughs> Beavis and Butthead Tourette's or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. Bust out with a Butthead line, but and oh, your your boy. uh Oh, Dickie Vitell wasn't around as much. I noticed this time. I said, uh, "Now he, I can't listen. Like, to him. I can listen to him talk like in a regular interview. I can't listen yeah. to him do a game. Once he gets in the game, it's like, oh, dude, come on. But yeah, it's but it's over now. It'd be it'd be interesting to see all the changes. There's a lot of talent moving around in the Osceola uh, field, and I guess Romo's going to join that pool of now. People. What uh, though? What is going to happen with Houston now? Because honestly, even at 37, and uh, Romo was. A, I think a better shot than any other one they've got right now, and, and so what are they? What, how's that going to go down for them? Uh, I, I guess they're banking on a good draft, <laughs> but you never know. You get two good quarterbacks. Hey, you know, you might yeah, as well true. start from scratch. Hey, it worked for Dallas. They got a guy that come in there. If you you get the right guy, get Deshaun Watson. They better Maybe, hope. <laughs> yeah, you'll see. We'll be back with Jeff Ireland after this. HTP Termite and Pest Control is dedicated to providing the best customer service and satisfaction. That's why HTP does extensive training for its entire staff. They also do yearly TBI background checks on all their employees, as well as random drug screenings. When an HTP truck pulls up, know that the employee walking out will be knowledgeable and qualified to take care of your home. HTP Pest Control. Covington and Tipton County has seen a lot of change over the past 10 years. New schools, new businesses, but one thing that hasn't changed is the compassionate service that's the hallmark of Covington Funeral Home. Situated amidst the grounds of beautiful Magnolia Garden Cemetery, Covington Funeral Home is a full-service facility that offers the funeral home and cemetery in one location. If you're interested in pre-planning your funeral, changing your existing pre-planned funeral, or have questions about traditional funerals and cremations, call Covington Funeral Home at 476-3757. Remember, change can be a good thing. Hey, I thought you had an appointment at the hair salon today. I did. Did they cancel? If that's the kind of reaction you get when you've been to the salon, maybe it's time you went to the Little Shop of Hair. At the Little Shop of Hair, they'll cut, color, and style your hair. They also have the latest and trendiest hair flair. Or you can make an appointment with Susan for all your manicure and pedicure needs, including the latest shellac polishes. Ask for Amy, Tiffany, Dakota, Whitney, Brittany, or Shelby at the Little Shop of Hair located just off the historic square at 130 East Liberty in Covington. Call 901-475-6261 for your appointment today. Everybody with a yard probably has something buried in it. Perhaps a rawhide bone. The head of a talky tabby doll that got too talky. Baby, what a bottle! Or a pet turtle that sadly didn't make it. Sheldon, Sheldon, wake up! There may also be buried pipelines. And even the best-maintained pipelines can occasionally leak. So make sure you know the signs. For instance, if you smell unusual odors, gas, or petroleum. Yeah. Hear a hissing noise. See bubbling earth or water. Vegetation that's dead or dying. Or a colorful sheen on water. And don't forget these hard-to-miss clues, like dirt being blown into the air. A frost ball in an open field. Or a flame coming from the ground. If you see any of these, don't investigate. And don't ignore it. Leave the area immediately and call 911 or your pipeline company. Visit pipesafety.org. Brought to you by the Tennessee Gas Association. US 51 Country Weather. 
Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, a slight chance for a shower, the low temp near 60. Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sunshine, a few scattered showers and thunderstorms, along with gusty southwesterly winds. Tomorrow's high, 69. Then Thursday, plenty of sunshine, but turning cooler, the high, only 60. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. Munford Touchdown Club will have their best ball golf tournament May 13th at Forest Hill Golf Course. To sign up, contact Russ Ross at 901-605-9003. Oh, welcome back. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Joined now by the man who knows it all about high school sports in this area because he's the sports editor of the Covington Leader and the Brownsville State's Graphic. Or is he the sports editor of the Brownsville State's Graphic and the Leader because he knows everything about high school sports? It's a real chicken or the egg thing. It's Jeff Ireland. So, messed up his intro music there a little bit, but uh, now we bring in Jeff Ireland. How are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? All right, all right. I'm doing good. Uh, what have we got going on in the world of high school sports right now? Baseball and softball well underway at this point. Yeah, we got a little bit of this and that. Um, there was a pretty interesting game played yesterday but in baseball between Brighton and Dyer County. Um, we had two you know, Division One pitchers going at it. We have uh, um, Matthew Jockham from um, from Brighton. He's, a, he's already signed with Murray State. And a guy named uh, Jordan Fowler from Dyer County, who's an old Miss signee. And uh, they both they pitched uh, you know, really just a classic pitcher duel uh, Monday night in Brighton. And... Um, Dyer County came out ahead two to one in eight innings, but both guys pitched really well. Just you know, came down to a couple of errors and just a couple of little plays made here and there. So that was a pretty. I didn't. I didn't actually attend the game, but I uh, read all about it. I got the stats and talked to the. You know, talked to Coach Wickersham from Brighton about it, and he was pretty happy. You know, Dyer County is a really strong team. It's they're usually considered kind of the default favorite in that in that district, even though Brighton won the regular season title last year. Muxford ended up winning the district tournament, but Dyer County is always. Kind of consider the team to be, I'd say, and um, so they hung with them. They're playing again tonight. I don't know how it's going. It's, they probably started about six thirty. It's possible it's over. I just I just got in off the road from going to a track meet, so I'm not really sure how that game went. But you know, it's it's a good sign that they were able to hang with a team like that. And that guy Fowler for Dark County just doesn't ever get hit much long. I think Brighton had six or seven hits off of him, so that's a good sign for their defense and their offense. Absolutely. Now, uh, what about Covington baseball? They were on a hot streak. Are they still continuing that? Yeah, I think they had. They did pretty well. They played some some non league games um, the last few days, and I think they won a couple, lost a couple. So, but they're you know they're about to get going in their district their district action this week. Actually, they they won. They're two and zero in the district, I believe. And I forgot who they played somebody. I think they're playing somebody in doubleheader today, one of the lesser teams in the district, so I think they're probably going to win that. But there's some big games coming up. Really, that district usually boils down to Haywood, Ripley, and Covington. Those are really the, the only three kind of decent teams in that district. 
So, oh, I guess Millington's okay. I forget about Millington, so they're new to that district. But yeah, Kevin is going to have some some pretty big district games. I know this Monday and Tuesday, I think they play Ripley or Haywood. I forget. And then the following Monday and Tuesday, they play the other one. So, yeah, the next couple of weeks, you're probably going to know who's going to be the district champion already. I mean, you know, it's I forget every year, but I mean, the season just flies by. You look at the baseball or softball high school schedule, and it's the regular season's like a month and a half. I think. I mean, it's really short. So, I mean, we're already really like halfway through, basically. Right, so, right. Yeah, well, no, but, uh, you know, I, I, as I said before, I mean, Covington has looked real good, and they've played just a really brutal schedule. You know, David Sage always schedules just really difficult teams and a bunch of bigger, traditional, powerful teams in the uh, in this non-league part of the schedule, and they've, they've hung with them and done well. So, you know, I, I expect them to do well going forward. Brighton softball, where are they? Uh, we know that they're the favorites to be the – best team in this area but uh how mm-hmm. where do they stand on the state stage right now yeah you know the last big one they have they beat arlington i think it's been a, about a week ago now um i know they played montford thursday night in brighton so that'll be a big big litmus test for them you know even though montford's probably not as strong as they have been in some years you know i figure that'll be a good game and you know for montford probably a bigger game for montford they, that would be a a really big boost for them if they could, they could come with a win. I, I know they lost to Dyer County in one district game. I'm not sure how the other one went. So, you know, that's going to be a big game. You know, those, both those teams always get fired up for those games. And if you want to catch a good softball game, that'd be a good one to come out to. I think it's at 630 uh, Thursday night in Brighton. I'm, I'm going to come out to that one for sure and see how things go. So, you know. We are uh, – there's – one that's going to be on TV, uh, Brighton and Munford in Brighton. I don't think it's mm-hmm. this Thursday's though. I think there's another game later in the month. Yeah, they play twice during the regular season. So um, yeah, they'll be. I think the second one is like late in this regular season. Maybe even like the regular season finale. So that would be uh, like the end of April. But maybe that's the game you're thinking about. Yeah, I'm somewhere, uh, around. somewhere in, around the end of April. It is uh mm-hmm. it was I wanna say the twenty the twentieth, I wanna say, but I, I I can't be sure about that without yeah, I, that I'm right. trying to look it up right now, but it's somewhere okay. around there I think is the one that's gonna be on T V. Okay. Yeah. Are you doing that game or somebody else? Yeah, is? I'll be I'll I'll be doing that game. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. If I'm there I'll I can do some sideline reporting. Is it so called sideline reporting and, and uh, no, I I take that back. Uh, I will uh, be doing one on the tenth. So that's what next Monday. Okay, who, who's who's in that game? What I have on my schedule here is Munford versus Brighton on the tenth at six thirty. Softball. This is baseball. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting confused. I thought you meant softball. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's right. Then yeah, that's um, yeah, because you know all the district games for baseball are always played on Monday and Tuesday. Okay, okay. So that that must be next. I think maybe I got myself confused there because I thought we had transitioned (laughs) to baseball and we were still on softball. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's a big one coming up. So that's that'll be next Monday or Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. They'll play. Yeah, Brighton Muffler will play each other. You know, one Monday and one Tuesday, and that'll be. That's just a fourteen district. So I mean, every obviously every you know, so, six district games. Brighton, Brighton taking on Munford at Brighton. That'll be Thursday in softball six thirty, and that's one to right. watch because uh, both teams pretty good. Brighton 
definitely looking to make a lot of noise in the postseason. And then, uh, then on Monday, the boys will play baseball at Brighton, Munford versus Brighton. Okay, okay. Yeah, then the following night they'll, they'll play again. But you're, you're all covering the one on TV, the Monday game. The okay. Monday game will be, yeah, on TV. Uh, that, that was just okay. my uh, – uh, I was getting myself turned around in circles here. But uh, yeah, so yeah, that's, I, that's what's happening. <laughs> that's, okay. Softball <laughs> this Thursday, okay. baseball next Monday, and now okay. I'm straight and I'm going to let Jeff talk. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, we're, you know, we're talking about Brighton. I did run across a pretty interesting story today. Uh, Brighton, a couple of Brighton baseball guys who graduated in the past couple of years, uh, Colton Childress and Bentley Jones. I yeah. remember those guys. Colton was a big you know, football player, too, I think. Anyway, they are currently playing for Dyersburg State's baseball team, and they are ranked number one in the nation right now, which is pretty, oh, wow. pretty special. Obviously, that's in the junior college rankings, but, I mean, they're number one in the nation right now, and uh you know, Colton's a pitcher, and I think Bentley is a catcher, I believe, Bentley Jones. But they're, um, you know, they're some main, a couple of the main players on that team, which is number one in the nation. That's, that's pretty That's pretty good, pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah, we've got a, a, there's a story that posted a little earlier today at CovingtonLater.com about that, and I'll have something in the paper about it Thursday. So that's it's always nice to hear, you know, from the guys that uh, – that moved on doing well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh yeah. at a at a junior college where we have a close affiliation here, even though they, they play the sports out of Dyersburg. Uh right. so it, it but uh still nice to hear them that they're doing that well and then also that it's local people making it happen. Yeah, yeah. It, it's nice to hear you. Now, I usually kinda of lose track of guys and girls, you know, when they move on to college, it's just hard to have enough trouble keeping up with uh, you know, the the high school. High school athletes, so yeah, well, it's nice to hear when they move on and do some things like that. You know, unless you're going to like a Division One school or something, it's hard to keep up with what's going on. So yeah, actually, the people at Dyersburg State let me know about that, and um, so that's that's pretty pretty cool. I don't know if they've ever been ranked that high before. I wouldn't think so. I know they have uh, a pretty strong baseball program there, but number one in the nation is uh, something. Yeah, that's something unique. else. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's worthy of a mention on Adam and Chad. <laughs> <laughs> And they didn't call me, though. They called you, so tough luck. That's okay. They sent me an email, actually. They even wrote the story for me. How nice is that? <laughs> what do I? So they even wrote the story for me. Oh, so, they did. Uh, okay. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible, yeah. So, yeah, all I had to do is copy and paste it into our website. So that was a, that was nice. So, yeah, that's that's pretty neat. But, uh, you know, other than that, we, we're just we're starting. I think I said this all during basketball season last year, but we're starting to get down there, you know, when it – when it really matters. It's, it's hard to get really fired up early in the year about things that it's such a quick season and it won't be long, you know, before it gets going. I think Brighton is hosting the district tournament for softball. I'm not sure about baseball. They might, they might be uh, they might be hosting that one too. So you know, we're gonna find out what how how things shake out pretty soon. There's no doubt about that. So I'll be looking forward to that. Maybe getting a trip to Murfreesboro again. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So what else? Tra- uh, track and field, soccer. What's what's happening otherwise in high school sports? Uh, yeah, I was hoping you, you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, I haven't gotten, haven't really rounded up too much stuff. You know, I, I went to a track meet tonight, but that's just because my son runs for runs for Munford track, and uh, they, they I didn't get the results. So they did they did pretty well. Went up to ECS and watched them run a track meet. Yeah, there it's it's track meets are weird. They're kind of like a communal event where everybody kind of helps out. And I was just kind of sitting there minding my own business, and I hear over the loudspeaker, "Anybody near the track, please help put the hurdles out on the track." <laughs> so 
I just mm-hmm. assumed he meant, like, I don't know, people, you know, volunteers or whatever. And so <laughs> I was sitting there, and a guy started putting the hurdles out on the track, and I said, would you like me to help you? He goes, yes, yes, please, please, hurry up. <laughs> and I, and I had to, like, adjust the hurdles, you know, and it was kind of exciting. And I tell you what, if you ever watch, I haven't really watched hurdles up close before, but, I mean, it's amazing how they can. Uh, yeah, it is. Actually, at our age, I mean, I even looked at like at the low setting and I like took a couple of steps and just imagine trying to jump over it and I just got kind of scared and, and <laughs> I, I don't think I could do it at that age <laughs> I, I don't, no, I don't think I would have been able to hit those hurdles in stride like they do yeah it's difficult it's one of the events that you don't see many people in though honestly because it's difficult I mean all the other events have a whole bunch of people in them and that one there's you know there's like about 10 or 12 people at least they're designed to, to fall forward if you if you accidentally yeah. hit them and that way it's uh, you know less chance of tripping you up but that would be a complete embarrassment if i tried it and probably would have been at 16 and 17 it, it would have still been an embarrassment had i tried it yeah it looks really difficult and every time you see them run there's somebody falls down and it hits the track i just imagine if i did that i would i have to make a beeline to the emergency room i'm pretty sure that i don't think oh, i could yeah. uh yeah but they always get up and keep running but yeah as far as other sports go yeah i need to, i need to get some soccer i really haven't heard how our soccer teams are doing this year i haven't had time to get around to that and i need to do that for shame sure. shame, I, usually, I, shame. Wait, I, know, I know i usually wait till we get closer to the postseason i kind of start hitting up the postseason tournaments and see who's going to qualify for state that kind of thing it's just spring is people always think football is my busiest time of the year but it's actually the opposite well because you only got one really sport all, to follow then yeah that's really all that's going on there is volleyball and um and girls soccer, but I mean, in the spring, it's just yeah, it's unbelievable how many how many sports are going on between baseball, softball, track, tennis, and um, and boys soccer. I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff. So. Tennis seems to have uh, picked up in popularity over the last couple of years in uh, high school. Uh, like yeah, I, I, I can't so, ever yeah. remember it being that big of a deal, but uh, it, it seems like it's picked up uh, a good bit in popularity in the last few years. Yeah, I mean, the past six or eight years, I mean, all three high schools have built tennis courts. I think it may have been a little longer than that, but not much. I mean, I remember very well when, the, when nobody had really any courts. You know, they just have to play wherever they could play. But, I mean, yeah. not for Blight and Covington. Each had nice uh, complexes built for tennis. And we had a guy, a couple people, a guy from Mumford went to state last year, and a couple of doubles teams from Brighton went went last year. And, you know, I'm sure those, I know all those people are back. Don't ask me to name every one of them. I can't do that, but... Um, I know, you know, I assume they're going to probably be in the running, running to get back here. Yeah, tennis and soccer, both of those sports are kind of picking up. It just takes a while to kind of catch up with all those big Shelby County schools that have been doing it for a long time. And, you know, we've been more focused on football and basketball around here. But it won't be long. I think in a matter of time we'll, we'll be able to kind of catch up with those schools. Well, Jeff, we thank you for joining us, my man. And uh, Scotty Yunt from Mumford Baseball is up next. You got any questions you want us to ask him? Um, just asking, you know, talking about the strengths and the weaknesses of his team and what it's going to take to get better. That's what I always ask. Just ask that. <laughs> I thought you might have some just, insight on a really can, good question. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you might ask him about, you know, how how it's come along as a new coach and that kind of thing. But I think they're doing well. They have a lot of seniors. That's about the seniors. He has, I think, six, seven, eight seniors who, who play and are good. And uh, ask him about Stephen Kendrick. He goes by the name Steve O. You think you know who he is. He's a really good player. Ask about him. He's an interesting kid. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Jeff. Talk to you again next week.
All right, be right back. Head Start and Early Head Start prepares children for success by providing a learning environment that supports children's growth in language and literacy, cognition and general knowledge, physical development and health, social and emotional development. Head Start programs provide comprehensive services to enroll children and their families, which include health, nutrition, social services, and other services determined to be necessary by family needs assessments. In addition to education and cognitive development services, Head Start, Early Head Start services are designed to be responsive to each child and family's ethnic, cultural, and linguistic heritage. Early Head Start, Head Start, Tipton County, Covington, Tennessee, 410 Austin Avenue, 901 476-7488 Northwest Tennessee Economic Development Head Start requires no fees to participate in this program. The Hustler Raptor Zero Turn Mower doesn't play around. With a heavy-duty welded steel deck, exclusive smooth track steering, and a professional grade cut, the Hustler Raptor has the power to turn your weekend to-do list into your weekend to-done list. With a price starting at just $27.99. The legendary Hustler Raptor tools not toys get your hustler mower at cnc equipment located inside lauderdale lumber give them a call at 731-738-9111 on the outside it's just another football team inside the tennessee volunteers are so much more these talented hard-working athletes perform with pride and perseverance every time they hit the field those same qualities can be found inside our farms and rural communities that's where you'll find the folks who make their living from the land families who cherish their agricultural heritage and farmer-owned co-ops that provide the quality products expert advice and timely service they need to get the job done co-op there's so much more inside this is ed hawkins pastor of covington assembly of god i'd like to invite you to a community extravaganza covington high school football field the event is free and will begin at 5 p.m this sunday april 9th kids ages 0 to 12 can participate in a massive egg hunt there will be candy games and prizes and a free lunch for the first 1200 people for more information visit us at covingtonassembly.org we look forward to seeing you this sunday april 9th also we invite you to join us on easter sunday for our annual easter celebration again you can view the details at covingtonassembly.org have a blessed day no one likes to think about their own funeral but wouldn't it be easier on everyone if you pre-planned all the tough decisions so that your loved ones aren't burdened by them when the unexpected happens stop by melee yarbor funeral home we are locally owned and operated and more than happy to explain all available options to you and your family Ask us about spaces available in the beautiful Covington Memorial Gardens. Setting aside a gorgeous plot for your family for years to come helps take some stress off of the final decisions. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home is located at 1701 Highway 51 South in Covington, and you can always reach us at 476-9778. When it comes to the health of you and your family, you deserve a pharmacy that delivers classic, old-fashioned, personalized service. You deserve Munford Pharmacy, your locally owned independent pharmacy, where free delivery is just a phone call away at 901-840-1998. With highly qualified staff, you'll know that whenever you drop in, you'll receive one-on-one advice for all your needs. Munford Pharmacy, locally owned and operated with free delivery, 901-840-1998, on Doctors Drive in Munford. US 51 Country Weather. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, a slight chance for a shower, the low temp near 60. 
Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sunshine, a few scattered showers and thunderstorms, along with gusty southwesterly winds. Tomorrow's high, 69. Then Thursday, plenty of sunshine, but turning cooler, the high, only 60. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. Welcome back in. It's Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM in the US 51 Country mobile app. Facebook Live as well. Make sure you talk to us in the comments section there. Right now we are joined by the Munford High School baseball coach, first year coach, Scotty Yunt. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, Coach, uh, I know you just got done with the game, so first I guess we'll start with how did that one turn out? Turned out good uh, tonight. We beat Hardin County, first district game, 10-2 to tonight. 10-2, nice. to wow. That's a, yeah, nice win there. Uh, I got a chance to see your team play when you played against Wynn. Uh, Wynn was on the back half of a doubleheader, but uh, you, you had a pitcher almost throw a no-hitter until he got an inside-the-park home run off an air, but uh, – uh, just a, a, a great pitching performance uh, by George Cundiff in that game that I saw. And uh, I know you've got a lot of seniors on that roster, so just tell us a little bit about your team this year. Uh, you know, I'll start out with George. Uh, and George has really, really stepped up for us on the mound this year. Um, he's a strike thrower. He's not going not gonna to overpower you, but he can throw three pitches for strikes any time in the count. He's really stepped up for us and thrown well. You know, we were up big in that game that you're that you're talking about, and I believe it was Nick Johnson in center took a chance and dove for a ball um, that, that he probably just should have taken it on a hop and, and kept it from getting by him. But uh, he took a chance because we were up big there, and then the guy got it inside the Parker. Um, you know, and uh, like I said, we got a, a lot of seniors, um, and some of them are having some really good years. Garrett Ball and and Kyle Kelly behind the play has really stepped up. He's been a kid that, from a coaching standpoint, um, is irreplaceable next year leaving us. <laughs> um, he's been really, really good behind the plate. Um, I've, I've even let let him call about ninety percent of the pitches. Um, just wow. has a good feel for for all our guys on the mound. He's hitting about three twenty eight. He had a big hit tonight in a big situation and sort of opened it up. In the fourth, he. Uh, had a double and a bases loaded double with two outs, and, and that's something that we've we've been missing all year. And uh, he came through big again for us tonight. Well, uh, coach, it's your first year uh, coaching the team, taking over for Jake Garbazinski. He went on, I think, he coaches at Christian Brothers College now as an assistant coach. And uh, and so you uh, have taken over the program. What what's been different? Because I know you were there already as an assistant. But what's different when you get into the head coaching role? Well, I wasn't here as an assistant. Um, oh, I'm I was sorry. A, yeah, I was a, the head coach at, at Bolton. Oh, okay. I've been the head coach at Bolton for for two years. Um, you know, and the, the transition that Bolton's going through out there. Um, and what's different here is is I've got I've got players. Um, 
I can make moves. Um, I, I looked over um, in the dugout, and I could make moves during the game. Um, when when I was at Bolton, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that um, with the changes out there in, in, in the school system and the kids that, that we were getting. But, um, you know, I've got – I've got 17, 18 kids, I, I believe, on the varsity roster, and I can make moves and, and give guys rest when I need to. And that's one of the, one of the biggest differences right now. All right. And, uh, and I noticed with uh, Bolton, I actually had a friend that used to play for Bolton years back and everything, and that made a lot of change. Do you see a, a pretty significant difference in the, uh, I guess, the way dealing with the teams up here versus Bolton? As far as how you have, you had to change your game plan, kind of, to deal with well, the Well, yeah, um, you know, and this is not a knock on Bolton, but I I give you an example. I think last year at Bolton, you know, we had two hundred and forty something hits as a team, and two hundred and thirty something of them were were singles. Oh, wow. So about you know, not a lot of extra base hits, and I think we had. Ten extra base hits in the first two games here. Yeah. So there's, a, I have a lot more. I, I give a lot more freedom at the plate because I got some guys that can swing it. Gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I can because I've seen. I've noticed that just sports in general in Shelby County that the school system swapping around the way they did affected some of those programs tremendously, especially it, Bolton. It did. Yeah. Yes, it, it, you're right. Especially Bolton. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just unfortunate. That's a, a really good school, really good administration, and they were really good to me. And I appreciate everything that that, that they did. Yeah, and, and I I just fired the intern that told me you were an assistant at Munford last year. <laughs> and so there now, you go. They gave you that wrong information. Out the door. That's right, out the door. <laughs> but, uh, we only we only seek truth here at Adam and Chad. That's right. <laughs> and speaking of other team, uh, I guess Shelby County related. I noticed uh, tomorrow, but you got uh, is that Ventura, California? Is that the team? Is that at USA Stadium? Is that correct that I'm reading on the schedule, or am I getting other bad information? That is correct. We have Ventura, California tomorrow at three o'clock at it. Out of USA, and and we're looking forward to that one. I bet. I was going to say. I, that's what I was going to ask you. I'm sure the players are, and that's a completely different world. I get you know somebody coming from across the country, and the probably the play style. And then, uh, do you? How did that come about? Uh, those kind of games. Is that something before you were you ever involved in that previously before you got there in any way? Or well, um, you know, it's it's a tournament, the the USA Classic, um, put on by. Um, Buster Kelso and, and Christian Brothers and Johnny Ray out of USA, and uh, it's a it's a national tournament every year. And those teams from from all around, I believe there's a team from Florida in it, and and there's a a few other out of town states as well. Some of the the better programs here um, in, in this area, Arlington, Bartlett, um, Brighton's in it, um, as well as as well as Mumford and. Uh, I think it's four brackets and about seventeen teams. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. I, and it'll run through the weekend. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, hopefully the the weather will hold out for you. It's looking like tomorrow evening might be a little iffy, but other than that, it looks like you're probably clear through the rest of the week. I'm sure the kids are. Now, is it a double elimination or is it pretty much once you're out, you're out kind of deal? It is a it's a round robin. You'll play everybody in your pool. Gotcha. Um, the pool play will go through Friday, and then they'll reseed everybody for okay. for Saturday. Okay, cool. Now, do, and I'm sure the wins and losses count towards your record, or is it kind of one of those 
side deal. Um, yes, sir. It, it, um, they count towards your overall record, you know, uh, but it, it it doesn't have any bearing on league play or, or anything like that. But gotcha. a lot of pride at stake, and you do well in this tournament, you get some national recognition. So, yeah, um, it, it's a, it's it's a it's a national tournament, like I said, and 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 we want to have a good showing. Oh, definitely. Now, Coach, uh, we just had in the previous segment Jeff Ireland from the Leader on, and he told me to ask you about a player named Stevo. Stevo, Stephen Kendrick, he's a, a junior. Uh, he was wow. What do you say about Steve? He's a, he's a ball player. Um, he's you could really put him anywhere on the field, and he's going to perform. Um, he pitches for us. He, he plays third base. But like I said, I could put him anywhere and, and he could play it. And, and he can swing it. Uh, Steve O was invited to a, to an all-star home run hitting contest that was held down at, uh, the Miami Marlins Park. I believe it was in, I believe it took place in either the end of November and December. Um, and was invited to go down there, and I think he hit six or seven balls out of that part off a off a pitching machine. And wow. I've been around Steve enough <laughs> now to know that he doesn't like hitting off pitching machines very much. I actually watched it online, and every ball looked like it was it was going into him, and and uh, he doesn't like that very much. He likes the ball out over the plate when when he knows he's trying to hit him out of the park. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can play, and he can swing the bat. Well, Coach, uh, now I know you got a lot of seniors. Uh, you, I think Kendrick is the only uh, starter that you have that's an underclass or that's a junior. Uh, and so, but you say you can go and make changes when you need to. So, you pretty confident in the guys you have coming up for next season? Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that likes. To, to build up the middle of the field, which I'm sure a lot of coaches are, and we've got some good young players that'll move that'll move right in as, as juniors up the middle of the field. Um, and I, you know, they play JV ball now, but I dress them varsity because um, there's some versatility with those those kids too, um, and that allow me to make some moves. But I've got. I've got some more seniors over there that I like to use also um, in certain situations. And as well, most of our pitchers, well, most all of our pitchers also play position. And when you play as much as you, you know, four or five games a week like you do in high school, you know, guys need rest. And right. and fortunately, we, we have those upperclassmen where we can do that. And I have a few younger guys that that can fill in as well. With the younger guys pitching, and this is something that has come up more and more in recent years, uh, but you hear guys like uh, Nolan Ryan even advocating for uh, lower pitch counts for guys at the lower levels. Uh, How do you manage something like that with your players when you uh, you want to get them the work so they have the experience and uh and also so they can get better uh but at the same time you know you don't want to pitch them out before they ever even get to college how do you manage uh pitch counts and things like that well they um 
we have a, a fish count rule now in, in the state, and I, and I know that there's some more states that have a pitch count rule. Um, so that that helps police it right now. Now, before this year, I think it's just a coach's mindset that you just to protect the kid and not throw him so much that you're going to harm him. If that make if that makes sense to you, yeah. you know now now the TWSAA they've got the the pitch count rules and you know we have to sign off on after every game and you know uh, it's like if they throw this many pitches they have to have this many days rest and and it, it's a strategy now absolutely um, you know I I like it. Now it's not fun having to make sure you get this piece of paper signed after every game, but but it's for it's for the safety of the kids, and um, I think it's a good thing, absolutely. Uh, and it, so it's not a there's like not a situation where in a game a guy has like a perfect game going, but he's pitched too many pitches you have to pull him out. But it's a it's a deal with the amount of rest he has to have after a certain number of pitches. Right. It, 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 all, it has to do exactly with, with the rest in between how many pitches he threw in his last outing. So you can let a pitcher go a complete game? Yes. yes. Okay. And depending on how many pitches <clears throat> determines when he can get back on the mound again. I got you. Well, Coach, uh, I know you guys have that big tournament coming up, of course, at USA Stadium. Uh, you've also got uh, some district games coming up. You got. Uh, we were just talking in the last segment about uh, playing Brighton at Brighton on Monday, and uh, that game will be on TV. Uh, so uh, uh, good luck. I want to wish you good luck in that game, and uh, uh, I will be in the booth on that game. By the way, I like I'm self plugging all night tonight. I don't know what's. <laughs> I, I just I guess I'm a little self involved tonight, but I, I'm plugging myself all over the place. But uh, no, uh, anyway, I know uh, you're looking forward to getting into more district play and things. And uh, uh, Brighton uh, just picked up a big win in district. Uh, what do you think the biggest challenge for winning the district will be? Well, yeah, you know, I've heard a lot about playing in this district, but tonight was my first my first district game. Um, but, you know, I, the rival between Mumford and Brighton and even Mumford and, and, and Dyer County, you know, I, I've heard about the intensity of the rivalry, but I, I don't know how well I can speak on it until I get involved in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know this. <laughs> I know this. I don't want to get beat by. <laughs> <How's that? laughs> well, I think that's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. <Where> you going? <laughs> I, I know we're gonna have a handful. I went out and watched Brighton and, and Dyer play uh, last night, and they both have dudes. Um, the the Jockham kid from from Brighton and the Fowler kid from from Dyer County. When I know we're gonna have our hands full with either one of them, so um, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us, man, and good luck on the season. Adam and Chad, I appreciate you having me. Hey, you're welcome. All right, thanks, man. Thank you.
Now, in half number two of the show, we will be talking about the national championship. North Carolina won that last night. And, of course, uh, we told you South Carolina won the women's championship on Sunday. We'll get into that a little bit. We'll have some audio from Mark View. Mark View. Mark View. No, Mark Few <laughs> and Roy Williams. And then we'll get into this uh, idea of daddy ball. Then uh, this is based off of a press conference quote from Tony Robicho, who is the head baseball coach at Louisiana Lafayette. And uh, it's something he said. It's not entirely in context. I'll try to put it in a little bit of context for you. But then it raises a question as well. So we'll talk about that. It's all that and more. But right now, it's halftime on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. And the classics for West Tennessee. Worldwide at US51Country.com. WKBQ Covington is US51 Country 93.5 FM. AP Radio News. I'm Tim McGuire. Syria is being condemned for a reported chemical attack that left 58 people, including 11 children, dead in a rebel-held area of the country. AP White House correspondent Sagar Magani reports that the Trump administration says the attack cannot be ignored by the civilized world. In a written statement, President Trump says the attack was reprehensible and blames it in part on Obama administration weakness, referring to his predecessor's failure to act in 2013 after saying a chemical weapons attack would cross a red line. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson says Russia and Iran bear great moral responsibility for the deaths of civilians and called on them as Bashar Assad's allies to prevent more attacks. North Korea has fired what is thought to be a medium-range ballistic missile into the waters off its east coast amid worries that the North might soon conduct banned nuclear or long-range rocket tests. Firing also comes as the U.S. and South Korea start annual joint military exercises. Federal Appeals Court in Chicago rules that the Civil Rights Act also protects LGBT employees from workplace discrimination. The case stems from a lawsuit by Indiana teacher Kimberly Hivey alleging that the Ivy Tech Community College in South Bend didn't hire her full-time because she's a lesbian. Her lawyer calls the ruling a game-changer. The case could still land before the Supreme Court. BMW, T. Rowe Price, Credit Karma, Allstate, and Constant Contact. Just some of the companies pulling their ads from Bill O'Reilly's show on Fox amid allegations of sexual harassment. Here's Warren Levinson. The defections follow a New York Times report that Fox and its top-rated host have paid a total of $13 million to settle sex harassment and other misconduct allegations brought by five different women against O'Reilly. O'Reilly, whose contract was recently renewed, has been the channel's top revenue generator. Warren Levinson, New York. This is AP Radio News. 
Hey everyone, Proactive has a special offer for our listeners. Stay tuned for a 100% risk-free offer that includes a free giveaway and free shipping. Do you have acne or even the occasional breakout with prescription grade Proactive Plus? Your acne can heal and you can prevent future breakouts. Want to try Proactive Plus? They're letting everyone try Proactive Plus 100% risk-free. Plus, they're giving away two free gifts and free shipping when you call right now. 800-281-8770. You heard right. A risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free gifts and free shipping. Take it from me, Proactive really works. So here's the deal again for our listeners. You'll get prescription-grade Proactive Plus, their amazing skin purifying mask, and a second gift of your choice. Totally free and free shipping. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear, or you don't pay a penny. Call now, 800-281-8770. That's 800-281-8770. One more time, ready? 800-281-8770. Welcome back, Adam and Chad. Halftime, time for your halftime score update. Right now, the Thunder lead the Bucks by 30, 89-59, and they haven't started the fourth quarter yet. The Knicks lead the Bulls 90-75 in the fourth quarter. Grizz down three to the Spurs, 47-44 in the third quarter right now. Low scoring game there. Cavs beat the Magic 122-102. Pacers beat the Raptors 108-90. Timberwolves and Warriors will play later. MLB, we're finally in the regular season in baseball now, Adam. Opening day has come and gone, and now we see some Major League Baseball, and the Yankees are beating the Rays 5-0 in the bottom of the 8th. The Rockies are beating the Brewers 6-3 in the bottom of the 6th. The Indians are beating the Rangers 3-2 in the middle of the 6th inning there. The Cubs are leading the Cardinals 2-1 top of the 6th. And the Tigers beat the White Sox earlier 6-3. In hockey, the Capitals lead the Maple Leafs 4-0 in the third period. The Wild lead the Hurricanes 4-3 at the end of the second period. Islanders and Predators tied at 1 in the third period. Penguins beat the Blue Jackets 4-1. Bruins beat the Lightning 4-0. That is your halftime score update. Back in just a moment on Adam and Chad. Millington Floor Covering is your one-stop shop for carpeting, hardwood floors, laminate, vinyl, and tile. And now, their everyday low prices are lower than ever. John Petty and his staff at Millington Floor Covering features all major brands. 12 months, same as cash, and expert installation with a full two-year warranty. Invest in the beauty and value of your home. Call Millington Floor Covering at 872-8940. Highway 51 North, next to Homer Skelton Ford in Millington. Back on Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, and Facebook Live. You can comment in the comments section on the video on Facebook Live. A couple other ways you can get a hold of us, Adam, tell them. That's right. You can catch us on Twitter at Adam Chad Sports. And if you missed us here live on Facebook, you can check out the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. And always, if you want to give us a call, it's 901-475-9355. 
And the national championship won by North Carolina Tar Heels. I should have loaded up the Petey Pablo music for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about it until just now. Oh, uh, but uh, they, uh, the Tar Heels able to win the national championship over Gonzaga. Questionable things for some with the refereeing, although uh, it was pretty much just bad refereeing on both ends, not just on yeah. one team. Uh, so it's hard to blame it on that. But uh, Gonzaga's best player fouling out, and uh, they just they didn't have their big guys there at the end. And it was uh, a, well, it was just a situation that put North Carolina in a good position to win the game, which they did. And Roy Williams gets his third national title at North Carolina, and uh, Mark Few falls just short of a national title. Uh, and I think it's just amazing what Gonzaga's been able to do and how consistent Gonzaga's been over the years. And, uh, you know, so I hate it for Mark Few. I don't have anything in particular against Roy Williams, I guess. Uh, I know some people have a problem with North Carolina because of the NCAA allegations uh, against them for and uh, all the players saying that they had fake classes and didn't have to really go to class and all that stuff. Uh, and we'll see how all that comes out in the wash. But uh, overall, I you know, I don't have anything really against Roy Williams. I think he... Uh, he does a good job with North Carolina, and it's proven last night by winning the championship. This is what Roy Williams had to say about the win. It's picked up by Perkins. Oh, I'm Five sorry. Seconds, this is the call seconds. at Matthews the end of the game. Launching a three on the right wing. That is no good. Hits in the rebound, and redemption is found in the desert. The Tar Heels have won their sixth national title, 71-65 North Carolina national champions. That was the call at the end of the game there. North Carolina winning the national championship. This is Roy Williams after the game. At the end, when you're watching your kids jump around and the excitement, the thrill they have, there's no better feeling in the world as a coach. I'm sure that's true, and he's experienced it multiple times now as a coach. Yeah. Uh, I think it was his third, I think. It was his third with yeah. North Carolina. Did he win one with Kansas? I don't think so. Um, but I may be wrong. I, I remember everything I looked at showed three, but I don't. Yeah, now I think I know. Uh, they think may have meant North Carolina three, only. and it's in like the last seven or eight years. Or yeah, so, or maybe he's 10 won them years. closer together yeah. than most. Yeah, he's. Uh, uh, but yeah, three national titles at, at North Carolina for Roy Williams. I can't remember if he had one at Kansas or not. But, uh, yeah, definitely a, a great job by him. Now, Mark Few also after the game, of course, uh, on the losing end of things, he talked to the press as well. It's uh, two teams that desperately wanted to uh, be crowned uh, national champion, and, and uh, I think to be so close uh, for us is, is a temporarily crushing blow right now. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping and, and knowing that you know, pers- perspective will come with time. These guys will realize just uh, what amazing uh, accomplishment they had. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a great run for Gonzaga. You would have liked to have seen them get the win, but North Carolina ends up with it. I I always root for the underdog anyway, and I feel like a mid-major is always an underdog. Uh, And so I would have liked to have seen Gonzaga win, but like I said, uh, kudos to North Carolina, and I nothing against them for sure. But uh, And I think Roy Williams has something, I mean, obviously got something great going on over there at North Carolina. And uh, you just hope now you turn your, your attention to uh, next year for Memphis and you hope that Tubby Smith can kind of do better than they did this year and at least get us uh, back to the tournament here. Yeah, I, th- I think he can. I don't know about next year. But then again, it's probably next year's probably best because their schedule is such garbage. But in the new uh, – in 
the news if you haven't heard already you know wichita state looks to be joining the conference which that's going to make it a little more difficult but from a scheduling uh view i you know hey it's you get to play wichita state that's going to bring it's going to fill the state you know that'll fill the arena up people will want to watch them um now you might you want to at least be competitive that'll be a good bar it's considering that uconn's been sucking it up and um you know, your typical powers. It's just going to be the Houston and SMU show if that doesn't happen. I I feel like Memphis will make some changes next year, but I I think next year's going to be some growing pains. I think everybody's going to have to be patient with Tubby. But Tubby's not really. I've heard people. Well, he's just not. You know, the money they're spending. No, he's being he's being paid that money to kind of be the architect to get everything back in line. I don't think he's he's not the long term option. He's just the guy brought in to fix what's been broken and then you know three years that's long enough next year be a little growing pain the year after that you should see some marked improvement in a tournament berth and then beyond that you know you could get it but i I understand some of the frustration i mean of course me being an alabama fan alabama's team is starting to turn and they've got avery this is this you know first year you know next year they he's already got a huge recruiting class and all that but in uh tubby's case you don't really have to do the josh pasner and get the five-star guys and i was like oh we gotta have this guy no that's not the kind of team he builds same thing with carolina and duke yeah they're gonna get those big guys but the whole team's not the five-star number one at their position there it depends on who fits on the team and tubby's got the ability to take these guys that are I guess what you'd call maybe a three star, and people say, "Well, there's because their class isn't ranked that high." Doesn't matter how that class is ranked. That's been the problem I think with Pazner is the smoke and mirrors of, "Oh, look at these! Oh man, he got this guy. And he got, did any of them turn out? No, every one of them turned out to be garbage overall. I mean, they, I mean, they, they were decent and they were competitive, but not what they were built up to be. You know, if you got that many five stars, you should be guaranteed uh, in the uh, tournament every year. Sweet 16, you know, if you've got that many, because if you look at Kentucky and places like that, these one and dones, you got it. But it just, uh, I think people just need to be a little more patient with Tubby. And uh, the, the conference as a whole is going to be like with Wichita coming in. That's That could be, that's going to be good for the conference. Um, and, and you got to give them some time. You're not going to be North Carolina level. You're not going to be Gonzaga, all that kind of stuff. Then next year, uh, Gonzaga looks to be up there again. Wichita State's picked to be a top 10. So, and it's good to play those teams. Even if Memphis gets beat by those teams, it's good to have somebody like that in your conferences you'll play a couple times because it makes the guys better. And, of course, I'm still sticking with my hole that we talked about. This I'm, I'm ready for I know people probably yell at me for saying, I think it's time for the Lawsons to go. If they want to go, get out. Go. You're, you're a distraction to the team. You're you're not helping. You're you're okay, but you're not NBA. You're, you're not uh, – with Laval Ball or whatever, you know, it's like you're not you're not those guys. But I don't think much uh, of them either. I think they're a no. poison. I think they're a poison to UCLA, just like I feel like the Lawsons are a poison to Memphis because they, yeah, they're good, they're great, whatever. But they're, they, I think you lost some. We of course we talked about this off there a little bit. I think they lost some recruits because of that. I think they looked and said, well, this is a guy. These guys are coming in. Well, they're going to let them play just because their dad's there, and that that doesn't. Sell. I mean, I know how I'd feel. If I was when I back when I was playing ball, not basketball, but football, soccer, and everything, and I went to a team that had two or three guys, their dad was the coach. They were these guys that nationally known, and yeah, well, they're going to come there. I know then, okay, they're going to let them play because, and yeah, they probably they were maybe better than me, but still, I don't like that 
automatic. You know, it makes me feel like, well, they don't have to earn anything. They're just going to get to walk right. And that's what we've seen happen. And I'm not so sure that, and I, I mean, I blame Pazner for a lot of it, but for the developmental side, but I think some of the reasons the team is broke the way they are is, are because of the loss in situation and that and the talent just isn't there like it's before. And I feel like Tubby's trying to, you know, he's, uh, I guess they, same thing they say with Trump, he's draining the swamp. He's, he's got to clean everything out and get this, you know, and he's creating a different culture of basketball. Everybody's used to that real fast back and forth. That's gone. That's done. He's not, it, we're, Memphis is going to go more to the Kansas, North Carolina, Duke type style with, with Tubby more traditional style yeah, basketball. Yeah. Something that's sustainable over long periods of time. You got players that it's not this one and done, this, uh, you know, Mr. I want to be a LeBron James type. So these are no, you're going to get a good balanced team like that. Look at what Gonzaga and Wichita and all them. They, you know, I mean, Gonzaga goes for the international route, which is fine. I think it's great. It makes them an interesting team. I think they're very interesting. And going back to the garbage title game we saw last night, uh, I know some people, I feel like the officiating did ruin that game. Uh, I, they now both teams play sloppy. That was some of the sloppies I've watched both teams this year. I, I think the Duke North Carolina games were much more entertaining last night. I and I felt bad for the kids. I felt like the officiating created a atmosphere that made them kind of play sloppy because they were scared to do so. Now they were aggressive. Don't get, I mean they they wanted it, but I, I and I feel like the tables might or the game might have ended differently had the officiating been different well and honestly i mean the the way that it's been throughout the whole tournament it's so many great games and so many last second oh, yeah, shots year, and yeah. and it just uh so many showdowns and and it was it really built up an almost uh almost a hype that was you couldn't live up to for the championship game because every other game had been so good but oh, uh man. yeah you did expect to see another thriller because you had you saw it in the final four round you saw it in the lead eight every round of the tournament had multiple thrilling games with thrilling finishes and uh so for the championship game to kind of turn out the way it did uh kind of did put a you know kind of right. dampened it a well, little bit well even the women's title game i don't know how many of you out there i know a lot of people watch the men's they won't pay any attention to the women's that game was even under it was underwhelming because but i wasn't surprised because you had two teams that had played each other twice already in the season south carolina and for those that don't know they didn't watch it going who played who played south carolina beat Mississippi State. It was an all-SEC final, which is unheard of. No, neither team had ever been to the championship game. Um, neither team had ever even been to a Final Four. But um, that was what a huge deal for the SEC in general because since Tennessee kind of, since Pat Summit leaving, that has kind of, you know, there hasn't really been a, a bit. Yeah, and there hasn't really been a dominant team. They've been good. I mean, South Carolina's been good. It's been, this has been a long time coming with them, but they beat Mississippi State twice during the season. Now, Mississippi State knocks off UConn. To me, that was a bigger, that kind of is what took away from the national title game because I think some people went and think, oh, Mississippi State beat them. So, yeah, South Carolina, but if they hadn't been paying attention to the SEC schedule, and no, South Carolina destroyed Mississippi State. Not, well, not destroyed both times, but it was, it, they, it wasn't a game either time. It was like you could tell South Carolina is just a better, the miss, it was a mismatch. And I hated, I, I had a bad feeling that was going to happen that way. But I feel like the, like you said, the, the final four games were more entertaining because Mississippi State knocks off UConn. Yeah, South Carolina's game wasn't that great, but it was still better than the title yeah. game. And then you had South Carolina on the men's side getting to their first ever and then, you know, Gonzaga being the way. And that game was a good game. Gonzaga, I mean, South Carolina 
I, I'm not so sure had they won that game that South Carolina might be your current champion right now because I feel like North Carolina, that would have been a mismatch. I think South Carolina would have wanted that game more and may have their defense would have suffocated. Maybe. And, you know, it's hard to say when you're speculating after the fact. But well, yeah. uh, uh, I think now South Carolina should consider just driving football and becoming a basketball school. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you can't. That That's like <laughs> sacrilegious in the SEC. You can't do that. It, I mean, football pretty much. Uh, Vanderbilt's come Which, pretty close, I think. Well, yeah. Well, Vanderbilt, we, we they're kind of they're, they're only there to bring up the academics, man. You don't know, you know that's everybody knows that. <laughs> but they, now they've actually done well. Mason's done a pretty good job of, as of late. And for them, if they get a ball game, everybody's content. It's like okay, you yeah. go six and six, good job, little buddy, and you're good. But. And and they can and they got cool uniforms now. They finally get they got. I say looking. get out, make room for Georgia Tech, South Carolina. You're a basketball school. <laughs> accept it. Oh no, accept no. it, and and then go toil away in the American. No, because Tech had their chance. We'll let Virginia Tech get into the SEC next. Yeah, we can't have the home of the Fighting Pazners coming into the SEC. No, we don't want. Not no. Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. Oh, I thought you said Georgia Tech. I was like, now you know. At one time we talked about it. Virginia Tech was considered was going to be until the ACC decided to throw a ridiculous penalty out there and pretty much locked up every team in the acc for the yeah, next 20 for years ever, yeah. so but i mean they could forgive it if they really wanted to do it but uh now i would take tech i think tech and clemson would be perfect to be in the sec east and i mean you can imagine i mean of course south carolina wouldn't like that very much <laughs> but i mean you got them and virginia tech I man virginia tech wouldn't have a natural rival but you could still let them play virginia on their schedule you know it'd be at a, you know at a conference type deal but uh, I would, I think that'd be awesome. But that'll never, you know, because of the conference realignment, that's never going to happen. But and Fuente, I'd, I'd love to have Fuente in the SEC. I think that's going to be look out for them. Hey, they just signed. He resigned a contract this week uh, through twenty twenty three. I can't remember what the financial implications. I'm sure it was pretty good. But so he's going to yeah. be there for a while. And I, I got a feeling that's going to be his home. We knew he was he, a star. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, he was a rising star for a while. Definitely. But, no uh, surprise that he's done what he's done here. We'll be right back uh, talking about. Daddy ball. What is what is daddy ball? What? Well, we'll tell you when we come back on Adam and Chad on US fifty one country ninety three five FM. Turning Riches has moved. The same reliable service, the same skilled staff, and the same local ownership. Turning Riches has moved to their all-new location to help serve you even better at 7481 Highway 179 outside Covington. You can still reach Turning Riches at 476-4002, and they still uphold the highest standard in auto, ATV, and marine repair. So bring your repairs or just stop by the new place to say hi and check it out. It's Turning Riches now at 7481 Highway 179 and 476-4002. Stuck in a state of falling behind, struggling to keep up with your kids, your finances, your insurance, your life, then let the Brad Carlisle State Farm team help you simplify and get to a better state. Because the Brad Carlisle State Farm team handling all of your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else and more money too. Because adding State Farm policies can earn you discounts up to 40%. Call State Farm agent Brad Carlisle in Covington today and get to a better state. 901-476-7500 or bradcarlisle.com US 51 Country Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, a slight chance for a shower, the low temp near 60. 
Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sunshine, a few scattered showers and thunderstorms, along with gusty southwesterly winds. Tomorrow's high, 69. Then Thursday, plenty of sunshine, but turning cooler, the high, only 60. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar is brought to you by these fine merchants. Bank of Tipton, it's all about you. Southern Lawn and Pest and Brighton Bank. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website us51country.com and click on Calendar to post your information. Fifty-one country, ninety-three-five FM. Adam and Chad live on the US Fifty-One Country mobile app and Facebook Live. I thought we banned that Dave guy. I know, right? Gotta kick like, him, yeah. <laughs> kick him to the curb. Yeah, right. Like oh, like Super Dave Osborne fired him out of the cannon. <laughs> 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 Well, let's talk about something called Daddy Ball. Now, uh, where does this come from? Well, Tony Robicho, the head coach of the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns baseball team, uh, was uh, made a comment during a press conference, and then it was shared online by another guy, and it sort of went viral uh, on social media where they were talking about these leagues where you – play every player uh, and people don't sit the bench and things like that um talk, just talking about these you know the fairness leagues and so we always hear and people always talk about things like where they don't keep score and stuff like that this is more about players sitting the bench now i want to put this in a little bit of context because he was talking about one of his players specifically i think and uh he was really kind of addressing something that was for one situation with him and so i don't think that he thought it was going to be some viral thing that went uh that fired off this discussion but it does fire off a good discussion i think so we're going to use the quote although like i said i'm not sure he meant it to apply to every situation or every league or anything of the kind i think it was he was talking about one specific uh lower level baseball league and i think he was talking about one specific player on his team even but uh this is what he had to say uh this is a short clip of what he had to say and then we'll get into the question that's why the select model is such a bad model you know nobody sits the bench but then in high school you're going to sit the bench and then college you're going to sit the bench and that rookie ball you're going to sit the bench and low a and high a you're going to sit the bench and double a you're going to sit the bench triple a you're going to sit the bench in the big league level, you're going to sit the bench. Why would we go down and create a, a stupid model that doesn't allow people to sit the bench when yet every other model after that, you're going to sit the bench? That's why so many kids quit. That's also why they stop working while they wait because somebody created a model <clears throat> that promised them that they would never sit. 
and then they get ready to get into the real world. They get out of daddy ball, and they get into big boy baseball, and they can't handle it because they got to sit, maybe. Now, so what he's saying there, at least the way I take it is, that, and the way he had prefaced it before that was he was talking about uh, working while you wait, which is a player that is sitting the bench right now but continues to work and try to improve himself and improve his game so that when he's the opportunity hits and he gets called upon that he can – you know, do good things as he progresses and as he gets older, uh, as he spent more time with the team. Uh, and so the, the idea is to work while you're sitting the bench and, and to work just as hard as you would if you were a starter uh, without expectations. And what he was trying to say was that at the lower level, they have, you know, at these kids' leagues that – play uh that that play everybody nobody sits the bench he his contention is here that it sets up a a deal where a kid doesn't want to sit the bench once he gets to a bigger level and he says it's causing kids to quit that's why they quit is what he said he said that's why they quit uh, uh is because they get to a point where they don't you know they expect to be able to play, and they don't think they got to sit, and they don't want to work while they wait, and then that's why they quit because they're not playing. Now, I would contend though this: I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying he's a hundred percent wrong, okay? Because sometimes I think we go overboard in kids' sports with the fairness idea, right? And the, right. and the nobody's feelings getting hurt idea. I think like the, the keeping no score, I think is a dumb idea. Yeah. And that I remember when the first time I heard it, I thought, are you kidding me? That'd make me not want to play. Like as a kid, even as a child, I, cause I played, I mean, I literally, my parents had me involved in sports. I played soccer and baseball and football, mainly soccer and baseball since the time I was literally four years old. And now when I was probably four to about 10, I played in the little rec leagues and all that. And then, you know, you had your competitive ones, but in the rec leagues, you got like a participation. Like I collected all the trophies. And I was proud of them because I got my trophy at the end of the year. But it was a obvious. This was a team trophy. You know, you got it just for being on the team. But there were other things you got for playing, like in the All Star game and th- you know, things yeah. like that. So I don't have any problem with the, like participation trophies, but to not keep score like it and not really have that extra like championship games and the little All Star stuff. To me, if it hadn't had that, I wouldn't have been interested, even at a young age. That, that was kind of part of it. You well, were striving to be better to get to that level. Honestly, I think even participation trophies are dumb. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, here's what I think about this, though. What he's talking about is these leagues, like let's say a rec league, and, and the rule is you have to play everybody, right? And, and so nobody sits the bench. And he's saying that creates a situation where kids quit later in school. Well, first of all, in rec league ball – you're not training. Every kid is not training to play right, at the high right. school level, even league, yeah. let alone at the college level. You're not. Every kid is not in training to become a college baseball player. Some of them are never going to play more than rec league, and they're just there to play, man. And just to have fun. Yeah. Also, I would contend that kids, some kids, quit because they don't get the opportunity to play. When you have a system where the uh, the kids will never get to play. From the time they're in T-ball on up, you got a T-ball team, and then you got a, ki- a guy sits a kid, 
right? And the kid mm-hmm. never gets to play in a game an entire T-ball season. Now, how bad, honestly, how bad can the kid be to not get to play in T-ball? In T-ball, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, but, I mean, there are situations oh, like yeah. that. And even at, the, at a little bit older level, uh, I, I don't have a problem with letting kids play because, first of all, I think that that encourages uh, kids to develop. I think that it allows them – first of all, it allows the parents to get their money's worth. You don't pay for right, your kid right. to go out here and watch baseball. I mean, he can buy a ticket to the game. Right. But, uh, uh, you know, also I, I think it allows for a chance for kids to develop and, and allows – uh, to get that sense of teamwork and the things that you're trying to get out of rec league ball that you're not necessarily trying to become a professional baseball player. Right. And also, I think that uh, it, uh, when you got, you take a kid and you never, let's say you've got this kid and, and you know how things work and, and mm-hmm. I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know, but when you're in like local baseball, rec league baseball, mm-hmm. Everybody kind of knows everybody, and so anybody from outside of the normal group of people, you know, uh, is going to have a hard time getting playing time if there's not a rule like that. Right. And so there may be kids that are being held back from becoming college baseball players being developed because when they're because of just because they didn't know the coach and somebody else did or something like that that they didn't have the opportunity to play so i don't have a problem with a rule at a rec league level that says that everybody has to get in the game and and i don't think by any means that creates a situation i I think he's just wrong I, i think he's wrong that it creates a situation in even a college baseball player that some that rec league ball or something like that created uh, an attitude in him where he didn't want to work hard at practice unless he was getting to play. Right, right. I, I just don't see it fostering that kind of a thing. It's not like I don't think they should do it in high school. I'm not saying that. I don't right. even think they should do it in competitive teams. You want to play on these traveling competitive ball teams, you know, then I, I don't – that's fine if, if those teams – because those are people who are – they these people believe these children that are playing those in those right, leagues right. they believe that they have a chance at the next level and they're trying to get them there right so i don't have a problem with uh kids sitting after a certain age now i do think at a certain age Once they're old enough to understand because you're talking about too though not allowing them to develop let's say you're taking like a sixth grader and so for, he gets on a traveling team when he's in sixth grade, but he never gets to play. He's just – and then so by the time he gets to high school, the high school coach knows him because they coach the traveling teams too, and then they don't play him. And, and I'm saying – so up to a certain age, I think you should get the opportunity to play. After a certain age, though, yeah, I mean, it's fine. And when you're in more competitive situations, when you're in school ball, high school ball or whatever, you shouldn't – I mean, yeah, I'm a, I would be against a rule that said you had to play everybody. Right, because that's more – it's competitive. It, it, because it's – yeah, because it's competitive and you're at a level where you're not denying uh, right. uh, something. And, and you're trying out for those kind of teams. And That's something that's expected. Coaches, right. Coaches have something on the line in those, too. So right. they're going to play the best players. They're not going to play typically. I mean, I'm, it happens yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But typically, the coach is going to have an idea of who the best players are, and he's going to play them. It's not yeah. going to be a situation where you got like favoritism toward people or think right. different things like that or because he knows somebody's dad that that's not going to make a difference because this coach has to win to keep his job right. and so once you're at that level i don't have any problem with uh they're 
not being a, a rule. I mean, I don't really have a problem with there not being a rule anyway, but I also don't have a problem with them having a rule that says that everybody has to play. Yeah, and I think something he's he's hit on one point in a way, but he's he's kind of blurring the lines. I think when he's referring to daddy ball and he's not understanding his own idea <laughs> that what he's referring to, I think, is the effect that these and, I, and I'm sure it'll offend and make somebody mad, but is these spoiled brats that their parents have told them they're awesome at this sport or whatever and they force it and they pay for them to get on these teams and it's like well they want them to you know they have to play because they're this good when really everybody on the team knows they're good but they're not that good and it gives them that spoiled brat well i got to play the whole time because daddy made coach met me play because they're getting money to the school you know not school but you know to the rec league or wherever and they got to play 100 percent of the time because they're so good and they're better than probably average but they're not this they're not king griffey jr and waiting you know but they yeah, think they yeah. are so then they get up to the college level where reality hits them right in the face and that's where you get these spoil it's a spoiled brat it's not the kid from the rec league just not wanting to play and not wanting to work hard it's the kid that feels like he doesn't have to work as hard because his dad even told him he was better than he really was and he's a spoiled brat that's had his way the whole time or somebody his dad's been an assistant you know stuff like that the parents created that monster it's and it's not usually from a like a rec league it's typically the ones that come out of these select leagues and these competitive leagues but i've seen it even at the younger age level it's the parents trying to push their kid to be something they want and it's like their their kids are compensating for some kind of garbage they played when they were in school so they're pushing their own child and making it out like their kids this good and they can't handle the truth when but I think sometimes, in a way, he's right. He needs to break those kids down. Let them quit. If they're that spoiled rotten, it's kind of like the deal with uh, the ball kid for UCLA right now. His dad, oh, he's the best thing since this. Okay, I watched this kid play. He's good. He's not the next LeBron James. He's not going to. And I and I actually, this first time in a while, I've, I think the kid's not a bad kid, but his dad should be ashamed of himself for doing what he's doing. And he's the kind of guy that makes other players quit. Because they get tired of hearing about it. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah, you're good, but you're not. You didn't carry the team because UCLA's not sitting on that podium right now with a national title. If he was that good, he had done what Derrick Rose, much I hate to give Derrick Rose credit, Derrick Rose did for Memphis. And one year, they were in that title game because of, well, I mean, he had a good supporting cast too. But UCLA, if Ball was that good, they would have been playing for that national title last night. And it just kind of, but I, I've, I witnessed it when I was younger. And I'll give you an example. I played in soccer growing up and something. I was in a rec league and all that kind of stuff. And we, it was for fun. And I understood that. But I'm still competitive. Well, one time, well, you had a, my, my daddy ended up coaching all this stuff. Well, they had a team that they kind of had to put together because they had all these ones that wanted their favorites. And I was one that always kind of got lucky and was always on the good team. And there's always those teams that are just absolute garbage in a rec league. Well, they ended up, my dad took over as a coach. They pulled me into it naturally because I, you know, I went to be on my dad's team. Most of those kids had never even played soccer in their life. One of the worst teams I've ever played for. But the kids were good. They were having fun. And I did my best to, you know, yeah, it wasn't the best season for me because I was used to winning. But it was a rec league. And, yeah, it could right. say, oh, it may mean I want to quit. I don't want to play. I got to play more than most of them. But at the same time, I didn't mind. You know, I was like, look, this is rec. I understood. I mean, I was 10, 11 years old. But I knew this is a rec league. We're having fun. Yeah, I'm competitive. But I want these kids to enjoy what I've gotten to do since I was four and I wanted them to keep playing because you want the sport to grow. But now it's got so most of them. It's selfish. They only care about their kids, yeah. their stuff. I see it in different areas around here. I've seen people. You can tell, like you said, the people that all. Oh, oh, I know this person. I want to get my group of kids. That's not fair to the kids. If it's a fun rec league, 
If you want to play like that, go play select. Go ahead and pay $1,000, $2,000, and take your kid around the state and travel and play with the big boys. If your kid's so good, then do that. You know, that's the way I used to get angry. Kids are all this. No. If your kid's that good and you think you're, you know, you're that big boy, take them to the big boy league and go pay that money. No. Then you can say, okay, well, but at that level, they will bench. You know, you, you better be is. good or you're going to sit. There is select baseball, which uh, yeah. which is actually what he's talking about, I believe, in this uh, quote. I think he even says select, but uh, he, he's talking about select baseball and having the rule of everybody has to play. But right. uh, the uh, uh, which is a different thing than what you're talking about, uh, right? But right. I think you make a good point that there are a lot of these kids that there is a problem with a lot of these kids that their parents have built them up to yeah. expect more than. And that's why they quit when they get to a competitive level. And to believe that they're better than they are. And and so to, and I'm sure there are those that quit when they find out they're not as good as they thought they were. Because they crushed their little dream. Like you said, it's the participation trophy crap and all the, oh no, you don't want to hurt their feelings. No, at a young age, and I remember when I played younger, there was times when I tried out and I didn't make something. Yeah, it bothered me, but all it did was make me want to play harder to get on that next team. And I got to experience success at different levels. Now I quit playing baseball. Because I just got, I just didn't care for the sport. I mean, but I think in that case, you can drive more players out by the bratty kids that are like that. You know, they sometimes they need to leave the sport. Let us know what you think in the comments on the Facebook Live video. Do you think they should have rules where every kid has players? They should have no rules like that whatsoever. Do they ruin players later, or do they just allow kids to have fun? Let us know in the comments. We'll resume the discussion in just a moment on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. From the heartbeat of America to finding new roads, Chevy has always been a strong symbol of America and American pride. At Bayard, we're bringing that soul and spirit back in a way that celebrates the history of the bow tie and a renewed pride in American ingenuity. Bayard Chevrolet celebrates by offering 0% interest for 72 months and up to $5,000 off or save up to $12,000 off a brand new Chevrolet Silverado. Bayard anticipated your interest, so we have overstocked to be sure we have exactly what you want. Corvettes, Camaros, Equinoxes, Cruises, Malibus, Silverados, Traverses, Tahoes, Suburbans. We challenge you to bring us any ad on any vehicle and let Bayard save you money. Have you been told you don't have the credit? Not, Not at Bayard. Bayard. Owe too much on your trade? Not, Not at Bayard. Bayard. We want your trade. Push it, pull it, or we'll come get it. At Bayard Chevrolet, we simply want your business. Don't get a bad deal. Get a Bayard deal. When paying those big city dealers and big city prices aren't in your budget, Go to Baird Chevrolet, where you, you, you drive the bargain. Does it all for you. See dealer for details. I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, that like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout. Me over and pull me <laughs> This is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
preserve your home video memories before it's too late. KBJ TV can transfer your old 8mm movie film, VHS, mini DV, or Betamax tapes, or 35mm color slides onto a DVD. Copies then can be made and given as gifts to others. Don't let your priceless video memories fade away forever. Save them today. Call KBJ for complete details at 901-476-0426. That's 901-476-0426. This is the famous Bud Light beer. It's not easy to brew beer this easy to drink. It takes attention to detail to get something to taste this smooth. Which is why Bud Light is tasted by brewmasters every step of the way. Hey, it's a tough job. But for you and your friends, it's worth it. Bud Light. We don't just brew beer. We brew beer for friends. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer. Anheuser-Busch. St. Louis, Missouri. Animal Care Hospital in Ripley is the only name you'll need when it comes to health and care of your pets. Dr. Parsonson and his dedicated staff of professionals offer vaccinations, microchips, surgical procedures, boarding, baths, and dips. Animal Care Hospital in Ripley is open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, except Thursdays, 7.30 till 12 noon, and Saturdays, 8 till 3. Animal Care Hospital in Ripley treats your pets like the family they are. Highway 51 next to Dairy Queen in Ripley. Are weeds taking over your lawn? Call me. I'm Steve Clark with Southern Lawn and Pest. And I'll keep your lawn weed-free, 901-476-8188. That's Southern Lawn and Pest, 901-476-8188. In 1916, Auto Owners Insurance teamed up with local independent agents so customers could get fast, friendly, local service. It worked so well, we decided to keep it that way. And 100 years later, we still do things the same way by teaming up with local independent agents who deliver quality, personal service. Thank you. Some might call that old school. Then again, maybe everything old is new again. Kind of refreshing, isn't it? Jameson and Fisher in Covington is your local independent auto owner's insurance agency. Call them at 901-476-8644. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, a slight chance for a shower, the low temp near 60. Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sunshine, a few scattered showers and thunderstorms, along with gusty southwesterly winds. Tomorrow's high, 69. Then Thursday, plenty of sunshine, but turning cooler, the high, only 60. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. A high of only 60. What? I thought we were, honestly, I thought it was about to be 90 from here out. Right. Until until like October, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's gonna cool off a little bit. Nah, all that rain, that weather, that cool front coming in, gonna cause that. It's supposed to be some pretty bad weather, depending on how the temperature changes. But it just depends if, if the Weather Channel tells me it's gonna be bad, or Tim Simpson, I agree. <laughs> but if it's anybody else that's local, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, yeah, probably we're, not. We're Channel Three Weather Partners, and we only trust Channel Three. That's right. Anybody else, they're probably making it up. Adam and Chad on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, and of course, Facebook Live. And a final segment here, we are talking about uh, this idea Tony Robicho uh, talked about, Daddy Ball, where every player plays, and then it causes kids to have problems when they get to uh, teams where they have to ride the bench. Uh, so we've been talking a little bit about that. We, uh, of course, want your opinions on it on Facebook Live. But I, I honestly don't.
don't think it hurts anything to have leagues at the rec level where everybody plays. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good. It's supposed to be for fun. The parents are paying for the kids to play in this league. And, uh, you know, what does it hurt? I don't think that, I don't think that it builds an expectation in a kid. And, And I'll tell you this, like when I was a kid, I, I played youth baseball. It's what everybody did. Right. And, uh, I was I stunk. I was bad. I I wasn't good at it at all. And uh, now the bad thing about it, the bad taste I had in my mouth with it uh, as a kid, and the reason I eventually quit when I got a little bit older and could kind of understand what was happening, is the the way that you were being sort of treated because you weren't good. You know, right, right. Uh, yeah. and, and so I know that it, it can leave a bad taste in your mouth because they're not promoting fun a lot out right. there. Well, there's a difference uh, between being competitive and just being a... Right, what, yeah, that's true. Know. There's a line. There's a line yeah. there. At the same time, uh, you know, that's that's probably what led me not to like the game and not to want to play it anymore, uh, or at least partially. Uh, but now, I knew I wasn't good. Right. Uh, and, and, and so, it's not like I expected... Well, I didn't have any expectation of playing. I wanted to get better i just think i didn't want to put the work in but well, I, uh, I but i mean e- even if i don't think i would have been i don't think i, I would have gotten that much better uh it did give me a desire to to want to be better when i played when i rode the bench but like i'm saying it also put a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth about the sport because right. when i was at younger ages when you get older you kind of understand but when you're at younger ages uh maybe you didn't have the chance to develop as much uh, and that's what made you bad later. Probably not with me. I just stunk at baseball. I just wasn't yeah. good at the sport. I, yeah. I I couldn't. I can't. I would. I, I probably couldn't go to a batting cage today and hit two for twenty. I, I, I bet. Right, I, yeah. I, you know. Uh, honestly, I just wasn't any good at the sport. And I knew that. And I knew that later on. That's why I sat. But like I said, uh, a lot of it was attitude too. Yeah, and and I think that's the big thing with these rec leagues. It's like uh, yeah, when you get into select ball. Yeah, I agree with the uh, the other previous coach from the video that they, yeah, they shouldn't have a rule that you know you that everybody has to play because that's a competitive type league. Whereas rec league, it's like, hey, some of these kids are just playing for fun. They're this is they're new to it. This is kind of where you get to see test the waters. I did that. I I didn't play bait. I played started off playing soccer. I liked it. I was fairly good at it at an early age. I learned a lot. I had good coaches, and I remember those good coaches. They they actually there's things you take with you your whole life from those kind of experiences. And I had bad ones that I remember the how they were. And then I got into baseball probably when I was about eight nine years old, and I realized I same way you said wasn't very good. I could hit the ball every now and then, but only because I had one of those bomb bats that turns out now they're not even legal to use. They're like the court. it was a big bright orange my favorite bat and i could just knock the mess out of it i thought man you know it gave me a little better feeling but i didn't i was afraid of the ball they always put me in positions where i really didn't belong i remember thinking why is coach put me out of here i'm too afraid to try to catch the ball that's coming from that far you know i was out in the outfield (laughs) it's coming at me um, you yeah. know, and it's like it was obvious I was afraid of the ball, and I—I I mean, no bones about it. People say, "Oh, you're afraid of the ball." I was. I, hey, I, I was too. I was scared I, of getting hit in the face. That I was exactly you know, my problem. Like and, uh, you're describing exactly right. how I was. When, the reason I stunk when I was a kid is I was afraid of the ball, and especially when uh, we stopped coaches pitching and they started letting the kids pitch. Yeah. Oh, now that, I was scared. Hey, of getting that's hit. a reason to be it. afraid. A child can't control that ball. I see him get hit now. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I remember thinking, "Oh, he's going to hit me with it." And I thought the same way you did. Now. 
what's funny is though you hear people i remember hearing remarks when i was younger and you know that there's a special place for people that make those kind of comments but <laughs> thinking like oh yeah they look at that big baby you know they ain't gonna be all handy you're scared you're scared of the ball so you're not gonna be, well guess what i went on to play football so it's like one of the things where people think oh they're not gonna do no it did it just it all happened i just didn't care for that little ball <laughs> and, I, well when i got to football i wasn't afraid to get hit you know just kind of a but i was older well, now, too. Now, maybe, i didn't play football till high school though too i was so. now i was afraid to get hit in football oh. I, I, I i was <laughs> i the, and that's why i wasn't any good at football is because i i didn't want to take a hit i i tried to avoid that right. at all costs well and and it's see now with soccer see i always had the consistency there where i was experimenting now i used to shoot hoops with my buddies and play basketball everybody said what do you play i wanted to run track a little bit but that was because soccer kind of has a natural transition into something like that uh but i always had soccer i played fall and spring every year and i stayed with it and i was good at it and i got into more competitive teams and things like that and it was mostly wreck but i enjoyed it but i also enjoyed playing with people that hadn't because it was kind of nice to be able to help but i noticed there were i was fortunate i got to play on a lot of teams with a lot of kids that felt the same way i did we enjoyed the game we helped each other out and we got better because of it and i also played on teams where the kids just were out there pretty much running around doing nothing <laughs> and sometimes their parents just made them play a sport and it was just things like you know you saw that too but there were always those parents that were just it was overly competitive trying to be that and, and i'm with you i don't agree with the participation i mean i liked my little trophy i got but it wasn't like in the sense it is now where it's like no scores and oh here's a big nice trophy you get the same trophy everybody else gets right, no right. i think yeah. the better team should get the bigger better stuff so it gives you something there to drive should be for. champions there should be winners. right, right. I mean, you they, gotta have winners and losers but you don't have to have losers like oh i do you think, suck and yeah. you should quit playing and you should never play i, I think that's and, something you yeah, should you learn that i think you should learn the, the the uh, you know the winners and losers aspect of it and a little bit of competition uh but i think too that uh and i, I coached a uh, youth basketball team one time and uh I, i'm telling you man th- there are parents out there who are they're so competitive about it that they would you know I'm, let me choose my words again. <laughs> there there are parents out there that believe that they're uh, the all the these kids are headed for the big leagues or something right, right. and the thing is like when you're talking about rec league whether it's baseball or, or basketball or whatever uh you, you're talking about for the most part the reason you put your kids into these sports when they're that age the reason you put a kid into t-ball is not because you think he's going to be a professional baseball player right. and if it is you need to get your head checked. Right. Well, unless you were a pro player. Now, like people say, well, but the, yeah, the pro players that were pro players, yeah, that's their life. That was their livelihood. Yeah. Their kids, I could see that because, yeah, you were a even pro. Even then. But even if the kid might bit, not want to be that way, every yeah. child has their own path. Because I played, my dad played sports, but I played different sports than having he did. Having the possibility but in your I mind. I kind of did what I wanted. Having the possibility in your mind that your kid may turn out to be good. And, yeah. It's like and one in so many million. The statistics that, are and crazy. thinking that at six years old you've got to start beginning the prep for a major right. league career that's different right. and uh so what i'm saying is when you get when they get out there and they're saying usually it doesn't start until a little bit older like, and usually yeah. it's it's when the kids start pitching is when it starts getting really hyper competitive and uh yeah. you've got but honestly in rec league to me you put kids 
young kids, under high school age kids, you put them in these things for much more than to get good at that sport. You put them in there to learn teamwork, right? To it's get more, some exercise. It's a social, it's a social yeah, psychological, it's a social physical, activity. all that. It's uh, exercise. It's uh, learning teamwork, learning how to take instruction from a coach, right. learning winning and losing, yeah. things like that. Uh, and, and so there's life skills that you're trying to get for your kid out of besides the fact that you're just trying to give your kids something fun to do uh yeah. there there's life skills that you want them to get out of rec league when they're at that age and it's just way too overly competitive in a lot of situations and uh i've seen in uh and he's talking about baseball but i've seen the other extreme in baseball uh in youth baseball where you've got i mean parents going absolutely nuts on oh yeah like umpires and other players and concerned with the craziest things uh a call was wrong or somebody score when they weren't i mean it's just the nuttiest stuff and i mean people just lose their minds over it and it's i understand being competitive and i even understand being uh a, a miffed at a bad call yeah i don't understand being so mad the police have to be gone right? right yeah that's where it crosses a line and i've actually my my dad did umpiring for a long time I traveled all over this area umpiring games and i actually helped him with some games and i remember after doing a few games i couldn't see how he dealt with of course he didn't play around he didn't put up with their garbage but he coached me as from a kid from the time i was three four years old and it done involved in, he's been involved in sports ever since he was a kid himself and same thing in the family and i i saw a lot it seems like baseball I don't mean to pick on it the most, but it seems to be that one can be a little extreme. I mean, I heard things when I played soccer too, and there were, there were times when I remember playing church league basketball. Right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's things. Yeah. I've heard stuff in church. I'm like, what? You know, it's like, and even you know, when you start embarrassing the kids, that's where there's a problem. <laughs> and, right. and, and, and I know I, I saw a funny picture the other day. I don't know if it was Facebook or whatever, but it showed two little girls sitting out in the ball field and talking about their dad was losing their mind because they missed a ball and they're both sitting there like it's a picture of the two little girls laughing yeah. like look and look at my dad over he's just losing it because i just missed that ball and, and it's like that's how kids really think because yeah. i remember now my parents my dad was not like that my parents were not the kind that flipped out and lost their mind and so you know and they were always more encouraging than anything but i have seen i had friends that their parents it was like what is wrong with your parents dude and you know, and and I didn't understand. Once you get to the high school level, it gets worse as they get older, because well, and there's and I think it's totally wrong. We got these people thinking, well, my kid uh, making millions of dollars. It's you, like, yeah, that's, you yeah. Know, but let me if that's say what this. they want to do. Great. To but. be honest with you, I've been to I've been to high school baseball games. I've been to rec league baseball games. I have seen parents go a lot more crazy at rec league than i have well yeah no i agree there high school like it's almost like the kids that are actually good enough to play on these teams and stuff their parents understand things better and are and uh you know are, are calmer about things yeah and uh whereas it's the kids that really aren't even that good or like you see more like you're fun. talking about the two little girls in the field you'll see like uh at some rec league you'll see all these little kids standing around they got no idea what's going on while two grown men are hollering at each other uh you know because of a bad call cursing each other because (laughs) of this or that bad call or or you're batting this kid out of order or whatever and like the it's like an eight-year-old standing there you got no idea what's going on what are they fighting about yeah and i remember because i I remember when i played soccer i didn't really see it a whole lot and i was i was very 
blessed to be in a good i actually played uh soccer in virginia beach and our league was fairly good but every now and then you had some craziness going but not to the level it is now nowadays it seems like it's escalated and things are people are taking stuff too far and getting over just overly upset about things that really shouldn't be a big deal but then again there's a lot of dirty mess going on with some of the, the even the younger age sports now not with the kids just the way the parents and people interact with money and different things and the way they're handling these leagues and the and, and then they wonder why these kids don't want to play it's like well you're making them feel inadequate you know in some cases if they don't aren't very good they just crush them and make them feel like hey we got to get this kid off our team it's rather than trying to help them and I see a lot of that. It's, it's strange terrible. in a society where uh, you see that extreme of it, and then later on, like at, at little, there's so much pressure on these little kids that barely know the game, uh, and you see in these rec leagues all these parents losing their minds. Yeah, and then uh, uh, then in college, these kids get to college and they got safe spaces and all this other stuff. Oh, like, I know. And nobody can say anything. <laughs> nobody can say anything that that might hurt somebody right. else's feelings. Right. And uh, it's, it's like, such a disconnect uh, in the, I don't know, oh, it's yeah. just a weird, weird uh, well, society we're living extremes. in. And you wonder, yeah, yeah, you wonder, it's right, it's two extremes. And and extremes used to be what lie on the outside of normal, right? right. And now, it's everything is hot and cold. And, yeah. and I think it's making it hard to have these, uh, you know, this middle ground anymore. Right, It's it's either fighting and swearing cussing over a call or it's the ones going oh everybody we're just having fun and no scores and we're just gonna be happy right and we're just showing up to run around and throw the ball a little Everybody's bit that's called winner. practice that's not a game right yeah yeah it's like that's right if, you have those too if i had a little and i don't have any children <laughs> but if i had a young child i'd want that because i played sports and i i think it's a great thing for the kids even the ones that might not be physically gifted you're always i think exercise is very important and don't force them if they don't want to they don't want to but i would want to go out there and if they told me oh yeah if you're going to coach this team you know we don't have score oh no uh, no, i'm out that's where i draw the line i'm like you got to have some kind of measuring stick and say hey now if they go i mean i played on teams when i played high school football we won one game in like two years but I still enjoyed the camaraderie, the team. I was just happy I, played, I got to be on the team. I played high school soccer. We won zero games. <laughs> well, we were ahead by five well, goals in a game and still, still lost. <laughs> well, Jacob and, on Facebook, Jacob says, there's always a winner and a loser. There has to be a difference. You have to earn it. The the everyone wins leagues are what's making these kids think they deserve everything. I think that's right. more true it than, than it's spoiled. It's spoiled. I think that's more true than than uh, everybody plays. I don't think everybody plays has anything to do with it. When I coached uh, basketball, the one time I did, uh, and then realized that I don't really want to get into coaching youth sports, is uh, I had a parent ask me not to play their kid because they felt like their child were was hurting our chances at winning. Yeah, that's that's terrible. And now these are preteens, right? <laughs> and they're worried more. And honestly, it's not like I'm not trying to win, but I'm trying to get everybody to uh, work hard and to right. see their hard work pay off. And I'm also uh, trying to give everybody the opportunity to play and do something. And so, therefore, I played everybody. Everybody got to play right. at some point during the game. Now. I tried to keep it fairly equal. It wasn't always equal because of this situation or that situation, but I never let score weigh in on that. And uh, But I did. I mean, I honestly had a parent ask me not to play their own child 
because they, they so wanted to win about so bad. Wow. And it, it, it's just, I mean, and, at a preteen level, league. come yeah. on, that's and it, crazy. And it's if you're in a rec league, it's like, come on, you know, it's if you were in a competitive select league, okay, I get it a little bit. If it's for like a tight, you know, a chance for the greater good kind of situation, you know, like, well, was okay, church basketball. That's <laughs> that's what makes it even worse. And it's like with the rec league stuff, I, you know, I, I remember playing on games. And I remember losing games because, but I understood it's rec league. You know, but you, and there is a point where I don't want to ever see a child upset because they didn't get to play at all. And there's hard times when you're like, okay, well, certain games may mean a little more or certain teams, certain things. But for a parent to do that, it's like, come on now. Now, from any time you're involved in high school sports, now I completely agree that you try out for that. It's expected that, hey, you might get benched. You don't work hard. That's the way it goes. But a rec league is rec league. It's just like, you know, they should have law, rules in place. But I do agree there's the extreme of you shouldn't have the everybody gets a trophy, no score league either. That Those should be banned from uh, being in sports, period, because that, that sets a bad presence across the board. It, it makes them think, well, no matter how bad I suck, I'm still going to get something. And it's like, yeah, that's all nice and sweet and cuddly cute puppy dog and all but that's not gonna that will mess a kid that'll make them not want to work for it because you know same thing with the whole uh like welfare type stuff you know you keep giving them something while i work i mean it's it's the same i'm not it's sure the it's same exactly effect. the same well no no i mean but you know, you know what i'm saying it's that effect of well if i don't have to work for it i still get my my trophy then why should i you know try to play any harder and i if coach is gonna let me go out there and kick the ball in the other team's net and cause my team to lose and i still get a trophy hey you know but well, yeah. Well, the th- I think the difference is though, they're still getting the same trophy as everybody else. Right. That's right, that's right. where the difference yeah. comes in because it, there's even no like, winner or loser. Everybody's pretty much neutral. I mean, even like in your welfare example, yeah, you cannot work and get welfare, but you can't live like Donald Trump right, on right, welfare. Yeah. There's no bad. So there yeah. there is a there yeah. is a tier yeah. difference, and and right. so it's the same way if you know if the winner gets more than the last place guy then you know at least you still have that distinction right right, yeah. right. there's some separation there there's some encouragement to do better right, that's right. What I'm motivation that's going to do it for us for adam craig and everybody else here at the 51 radio studios i'm chad gatlin see ya Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.